Hello. I hope everyone had a wonderful week. I did not. Why not? Because I thought I will not see the light again anymore. Someone kept me shut down for the whole week. Well, it was a busy week for me. Are you sure you are not being cheap again trying to save electricity? That may have something to do with it, but I was really busy. Okay, okay, I get it. As usual with the disclaimer, the opinions here are my own, and relying on any information from this podcast is at your own risk. So, on with the show. Last July 31, the U.S. Department of Justice charged three individuals for the July 15 Twitter hack. Two are young adults, Mason Shepard and Nima Fazeli, while the third one is a juvenile. The DOJ did not name the juvenile due to protections in place to protect the identity of the juvenile. Though I noticed at least one of the security sites gave a name to the juvenile resulting from the media news. Mr. Shepard was charged in a criminal complaint in the North District of California with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and the intentional access of a protected computer. While Nima Fazeli was charged in a criminal complaint in the Northern District of California with aiding and abetting the intentional access of a protected computer. That computer is lucky that it is protected. I have no such protection. Are you still going on about being shut down for a week? I will never forget. The result of the investigation has been swift, and it may have been due to a combination of a number of things, speculation on my part, including Twitter immediately kicked off their security incident process upon learning of the attack. Timeliness of response is so critical for this as attackers will try to remove traces of their attack. Testing the process regularly is also critical to ensure that there are no gaps in the process. You do not want to learn that there is a major gap in your incident process while you are in an incident. Twitter also had good logs and relevant monitoring information to show evidence of the intrusion, what were done, and where it could have potentially come from. Without these logs and monitoring information, it will be difficult to trace the attackers. Save the logs. Exactly. Twitter also quickly involved relevant parties, including law enforcement, as part of their incident response. This allowed tapping into resources they may not otherwise have internally. And lastly, the attackers may not have attempted or made a poor attempt to hide where the attacks are coming from. Amateurs. I wouldn't say that, Carrie, because they did successfully get into Twitter. So even though the U.S. attorney, David Anderson, mentioned about the false belief that hacks can be perpetrated anonymously and without consequence, the charging of individuals is very rare rather than the norm. Apart from building the case and following the chain of custody, attribution is often difficult to make due to the lack of evidence or that the attackers went through a number of systems to hide where they really came from. Those are the experts. Typically, this would be something like a TOR, also known as the Onion Ring Network where there are a cluster of systems made by volunteers, even though that this is not entirely hidden, as it has been known that there may be participants in the network that are controlling the entry and exit points to identify users. The Tor network is one example where the original intention of preserving people's privacy has the unintentional consequence of being a conduit for some people to do criminal acts anonymously. Unintended consequence, you mean? Yes, unintended. It is also important to note that not a lot of organizations have the resources as Twitter 
nor even have the processes and partnerships in place, so these attacks may not even get noticed. Or by the time that they are noticed, there is not enough evidence anymore for law enforcement to work on a case. This is still developing, and my interests are mainly related on what worked and what did not in the security measures implemented. Related to this is how we can further improve what can be done for users not to fall victim to phishing and social engineering, which is especially more challenging when people are working remotely. And what are the measures that could be done to minimize the damage in the event that a user's account gets compromised? They should replace people with computers. I don't think that's an option, Carrie. This goes back to how your organization authenticates users. I will talk more about this in the future, but one potential area is still to implement multi-factor authentication even for internal systems. This means you are asked to verify yourself more than just with your password. But this requires a longer episode, so I will prepare for that. So as mentioned, as the Twitter hacking news is still developing, we will see how it goes. Also in the news from Bleeping Computer, Canon appears to have been hit by a ransomware. This has impacted a number of their sites. Also, from one of the snapshots, it appears that the ransomware in question is the Maze ransomware. Maze seems to have confirmed this and have indicated they stole 10 terabytes of data and private databases as part of the attack. Tons of photographs. It's probably more than that, Carrie. The Maze ransomware is targeted at enterprises and typically is human operated. It means that once it gets into the network, an operator will try to understand the environment further and then tries to move across the network until it gains access to an administrator account as well as a Windows domain controller or Active Directory. That is a scary thought. I know. It will then try to send the data and anything of value out of the company's network, and then it will deploy the ransomware throughout the network. And since they have gained administrator access, they will have the necessary privileges to install the ransomware on the company's computers. If the ransomware is not paid, Maze will disclose the stolen files on a site they have created. A number of well-known companies have already been hit by Maze. Lateral movement is not easy to protect against, especially if one has gained administrator access. I can move everywhere. But you can minimize the damage using a few measures. One, you should have a different account for managing your domain controllers to that of managing your other computers. You should not be using your domain administrator accounts to manage your computers. Create different roles and use a different account for each role. For example, you may have a role for doing backups and another role for managing workstations. Two, where possible, configure your systems not to cache too many accounts. Software can harvest credentials that are cached in memory. Caching of accounts is an unfortunate reality for some because they may be working remotely and not be able to authenticate in real time. Thirdly, implement privilege access management for administrator or super user accounts. This adds another layer of protection. Additionally, implementing multi-factor authentication or MFA with privilege access management would also be an appropriate approach. I know the aforementioned measures can add inconvenience but this is such a small cost to the overall benefit of not having to deal with major security incidents relating to ransomware. I hope this has been useful. Till then, Slan Kofal. Have a good weekend. Carrie, shutting down. Take care and keep safe.